In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good evening. And Merry Christmas. I have to start by saying just a few hours ago, it was darn cold in here. And I know maybe for some of you, it still feels a bit that way. Uh, we've had these temperatures across America so cold, and we had a breaker trip. So I think it's gotten a bit warmer. For those of you who got here early, does it feel a bit warmer? Okay, hopefully we'll keep going up uh, by the time we're done. It wasn't uh, that long ago I was in another cold place. I was in rural North Dakota with my friend Bishop Mark from California. I was with an interfaith clergy gathering of water protectors at the invitation of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe. It was a gathering from many nations and languages led by indigenous elders. On that night, it was a lot like this. It was super cold out, and it was super dark. And we were huddling next to the crackling campfire in a camp called Ocheti Sakowin, listening as elders told us stories about where they came from, about their ancestors, and especially their home in the stars. Right below the grandmother spider is the Pleiades, the seven sisters, said one elder. And that's called Pakoni Kasik, the hole in the sky. The hole in the sky, she said, is where Star Woman came to us from another place and became the first human person. This, she said, is where my people come from long, long ago, even before time. Though many of us who have survived have forgotten this, it's good for us to remember. Off somewhere in the distance, we heard the sound of machines digging at the earth and construction equipment and observation drones buzzing overhead. And an elder brought me up short around the fire when she said this. You know, it could be, she said, if we remembered the stories of all of our star people and we really believed them, believed them with everything we have, the stories of our star woman, the story of your star person in Jesus, we might live differently on this earth and in this place. We might have the power, she said, to discover love's fire for the first time. And that might heal ourselves and heal even our sick mother. Stars are right before our eyes whenever we look into the eyes of another made in the image of creator, she said. We're wrapped up in our ancestors, the stars, you with your Jesus, me, with my star mother. We've come from many places, and we are one. So when you go home, she said, don't forget what you've seen in this place, up in the night sky, and especially in each other, that healing 
for the nations is possible if we believe it. Tonight we remember Luke's story of the birth of our star person in Jesus Christ. And it's set in motion unconsciously by someone who is not gazing up at the stars, by Caesar Augustus sitting in an imperial palace in Rome, far from Bethlehem. I imagine at that time he was counting his money, thinking of new ways to protect his power and protect his empire. We can trace the birth of this star child long ago, thousands of years through Jewish history. And if we go way back, 13.8 billion years ago, when the love of God erupted in the Big Bang, and the cosmos began, a beautiful unfolding in which love is not only the first cause, but also its inner direction and final goal. Love is the beginning, the alpha, and the omega. Paraphrasing tomorrow's Christmas Day gospel according to John, in the beginning was love, and the love was with God, and love was God. Love was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through love, and without love, not one thing could come into being. And love took on flesh, it took on our bodies, and it lived and dwelt among us. And we have seen love's glory, the glory as of the Father's only begotten Son, full of grace and full of truth. But then the angel of God announces the good news of love's birth, not to Caesar, not to the high priest, or to the things that were digging in the ground, but to shepherds keeping watch over their flocks by night in the dark, in the dark and in a time of fear. The angel says this to us tonight, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day a savior, in the house of the city of David, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. So what is love doing? Being born over and over again in dark and cold places. In our story, our star child becomes one with us and takes on our body in our incomplete and unfolding lives. Love takes on not merely skin and bones, but it also takes on and confronts the illusions of separation from love and from star stuff, which our bodies are made of. Love held in place by habits that are good and habits that are holy is what the star child calls us to. Tonight, love enters our distractions, our worries, our worries that the church may not be warm enough for all of you when you get here, our preoccupations with what we're going to do when we leave this place, 
and how we're going to face a dark night. In order to save us from those powers, they grip our hearts. Most of us, when we go home, will sit around a tree surrounded by gifts to be given and received. Likely we'll have plenty of food to eat and drink. We'll be full and we'll be content. And we may, like the inn, have no room for Jesus. And because we're temporary beings, we know there are times when darkness comes upon us. And if you've lived like I've lived the last few years, darkness comes in places like COVID and shutdowns and not being able to see all the people who I love. Mystic Dame Julian of Norwich entered a special darkness one time when she was 30 years old. She was lying near death in the 14th century plague-ridden England. The Lord appeared to her as she lay dying. And she said this, I was answered in spiritual understanding, and it was said, What do you wish to know your Lord's meaning in this thing? Know it well. Love was his meaning. Who reveals it to you? Love. What did he reveal to you? Love. Why does he reveal it to you? Love. So I was taught in the darkest place that love is our Lord's meaning. How could it have any other meaning? For love is from the beginning, and love is our evolutionary goal from 13.8 billion years ago. The coming of Christ is a new Big Bang, a new consciousness, which alone can save us. Pulitzer Prize-winning author William Styron once wrote a brilliant memoir about his struggle with clinical depression, titled Darkness Visible, a Memoir of Madness. In it, he said, as darkness was this ongoing struggle to desire life over death, and the question of whether love could actually be seen in the darkness or not. At the end of his memoir, Styron still knows the darkness. It doesn't go away. But he also knows and shares a story of hope in the present moment. And so he ends his book like Dante ends his Inferno, an account of his tour of hell. Dante starts his journey lost in a dark wood, but when Dante and his guide, Virgil, finally emerge from the darkness of hell into the darkness of earth, Dante tells us this, And so we came forth, and once again we beheld the stars. I don't think our true life is about putting up lights to banish the darkness, but instead it's putting up lights and being star people to decorate it, to make it luminous, to make this world luminous as a sign that even the darkness is full of God and there is nothing to be afraid of. That no matter how hard or confusing things may be, whether it's in Washington or in a beautiful little village like the Plains, we are not alone. 
And more than not just being alone, we have an advocate and a guide in the love made flesh, Jesus of Nazareth. We're reminded tonight that heavens could not contain the glory of God, but a simple and rude manger could contain the mystery of divine love all in one place. We remember that love is stronger than death, and hope is the constancy of light shining through darkness, even on the edge of an empire in the dark. Think of it. This story, our story, it's amazing. An earthy God, a star person, shows up after five massive terrestrial extinctions in which millions of species were wiped off the face of the earth. And we're confronted that the reality of death does not have the final word. Life endures, and love grows and unfolds in all of us. And at its heart is a mystery. It cannot be snuffed out. It's spellbinding to me that after millions of years of evolution, our consciousness reached a point where pure love could be wrapped up and look just like us. In Jesus, we see no typical cultic God, not a God who is distant or disinterested, who's not vulnerable or violent, but a God who is humble, a God who is selfless and in need of a human heart. We see a God who's home in the hidden silence of deserts and quiet places and who appears only through human consent. Christmas reminds us that unlike authoritarian leaders of social media platforms or despotic movements and regimes, our God is different. Our God moves from highest to lowest, not from power over, but from power to pure poverty, from creator to creature because God is a mystery of love, constantly challenging us with the logic of dynamism and relationship, almost as if God sings to us from our ancestors, the stars, saying, I need you. I need you to be complete. Over the years, as this village priest, it's hard not to believe in this kind of love. I see it every day in this place. I see it when day after day and week after week, folks show up here to feed hungry people who knock on the door of the church. Every week, dozens of families. I see it every week when young children are loved and tended in this place. I see it when people who show up here go out and protect our land, protect our water, and protect all of our creatures who shape us and give us this beautiful community of the Piedmont that we hold so dear. I see it in people who thirst after justice and who bring people of different backgrounds together in our parish hall to have evenings of understanding so we can be star people, people who are different, people made of love. 
no matter where we come from tonight, we remember tonight that every day star people surround us. Our loved ones are star people. You are star people. And Jesus, a vulnerable child, is our star person. Family and strangers alike, we're all relations. Our true life is that we waver between beasts and angels in mangers not of our making. But when we enter into them with love and kindness and compassion, we can't go wrong moving towards a greater light. Merry Christmas, good people of grace, and all of you who have come here tonight to see something beautiful and holy. It's already here. It's in you. And it was from the beginning. Amen.